Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Thursday, July 6th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall, that guy, he's still out on paternity leave. And in his place, the dude joins us today. It is Jim Roberts filling in today. My name is Casey Daniels. You can find me on Twitter at Casey Daniels 317. Of course, we're both on YouTube right now, typing Kendall and Casey into the YouTube search bar. Well, Jim, cocaine, cocaine in the White House. (laughs) That's how we're starting the show. There's a little snowstorm under the big top, a little toot toot in the used car parking lot. Cocaine in the White House. This story is so, it blows my mind that Hunter is still, you would think he would be a little sheepish. Mm -hmm. Hey, I just, you know, signed this, you know, agreement where all my legal problems go away and my laptop and videos and my problems with my baby mama and all that stuff are out there. Yet he's still going to the White House and was there all weekend long. Mm. I mean, I'm not saying it was his cocaine. Might be. Who knows? We'll see what that investigation plays out. But Mm. you would think that Hunter would at least say, you know what, man? I'm going to go hang out uh, maybe in California for a little bit. I'm going to get away from D.C., maybe take a little bit of a lower. Pro- no, he's right there, front and center. Mm-hmm. He was with the, the, you know, the president and the first lady on the balcony for the 4th of July weekend. Yeah. It, it's crazy. So he was there on Friday. They all left together, one big happy family. Well, minus a granddaughter, but one big happy <laughs> family. And then they all returned together. And uh, all of the headlines like to remind you that cocaine was found in the White House. However, the Bidens weren't there. They weren't there. And they're saying, oh, it's found in a heavily traveled area. It could belong to anyone, anybody. Who knows? Maybe maybe a tourist who is visiting the White House. <laughs> maybe maybe it was a staffer. I don't know. The Secret Service is going to get to the bottom of this. And it would take literally five minutes for them to get to the bottom of this. In fact, they probably already know. They've already seen the tapes. They know who it belongs it's, to at this point. It's the White House, the most secure building mm-hmm. and most video monitored, audio recording. Everybody that enters is logged in and logged out Mm -hmm. that they have no idea. But cocaine in the White House and uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, she had herself a big old press conference and we're going to go through a lot of it. So hold on to the steering wheel. Are you ready? Okay. Well, she said Biden thinks that it's incredibly important to get to the bottom of how the cocaine was found in the White House over the weekend. But here she reported repeatedly refuses to answer questions on the cocaine that was found in the White House. She was asked, can you explain why you can't even explain it? Just uh, clarify for us, where exactly inside the West Wing the substance was discovered? I'm not going to get into uh, specifics. What I can say is when people visit the West Wing, uh, there is uh, an air, there is the area of the West Wing where uh, it is highly uh, traveled, uh, and that is what happens. People come through this particular area, it's highly traveled. I'm just not going to get into specifics. I'm not going to get into, uh, uh, not going to get ahead of the Secret Service, and so I'll let them speak to that. There are a couple of primary entrances into the West Wing. There's the one with which we're all familiar right outside uh, the driveway where the Marine stands when the President's in, in the West Wing. And there's another entrance 
uh, off West Executive Avenue. Can you explain which which entrance we're talking? I'm going to let the Secret Service speak to that. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Can you explain why you, you can't explain it? I mean, you, you described it as a heavily traveled area. That's what the Secret. I'm just saying what the Secret Service uh, said. We got this from the Secret Service, so I'm sharing a little bit more with you uh, from here. But again, it's under their purview. It's under investigation. They will they will have more specifics down the road uh, as they are uh, looking into this. We are confident that they will get to the bottom of this, and so I'm just going to leave it to them. Okay. This was discovered late on. Yeah, she says uh, it's a heavily traveled area, but they're getting this from the Secret Service, acting like she does not work in the White House herself. How many times could she say Secret Service mm -hmm. in 10 seconds? She almost <laughs> sounded like Kamala right there. Well, the Secret Service, it's the Secret Service. It's because they're secret and they have a service. They have a service. Of course, a reporter asked her whether the White House would support any prosecution of whoever brought cocaine into the building. Yeah, thank you. If the uh, Secret Service determines uh, the, who brought the uh, cocaine into the White House, does the White House support the prosecution of this individual? I'm just not going to get into hypotheticals from here. Let, let the Secret Service do their job. It's under their purview. We are confident that they'll get to the bottom of it. I'm just not going to get ahead of this right this time. Mm -hmm. I have to give props to them. You know, you've got to admit, when somebody does a good job, you've got to tell them. They are out. This administration is outstanding at playing dumb. They are so good. Where did COVID come from? You know what? Uh, ask the CDC. That's that's not us. I, we have no idea. Hey, who leaked the uh, Dobbs uh, decision from the Supreme Court last year? You know what? Don't know. You're going to have to ask the, uh, the the Supreme Court. How did classified documents uh, that Joe Biden had from when he was a senator end up next to the Corvette in his garage? We don't know. We just, don't we know. We just don't know. It's magic. That's how that happens with this administration. Okay, so they were all back in time uh, for Independence Day. They watched the fireworks. Of course, the Biden family, they watched the fireworks from the balcony at the White House. Uh, speaking of Hunter, uh, Kareem Jean-Pierre was asked about Navy Roberts, whose Navy... You Oh, you don't know who Navy Roberts Who's is? Who's Navy Roberts? Yes. I don't even know that name. You know who Navy Roberts is. She's the seventh grandchild. There was a story in the New York Times over the weekend about Hunter Biden's daughter in Arkansas. Uh, does the president acknowledge this little girl as his granddaughter? I don't have anything to share from here. <laughs> I've got nothing. Oh, you mean Navy Biden. Right, no. Oh, that's no, no, who no, you no, were no, talking no. about. Navy no. Biden. The, the that's Hunter, not her last name. Hunter's kid, right? It's not her last name. Her last name is not Biden. It is Robert. By court order. <laughs> her name order. is her last exactly. name is no longer Biden. A judge has said that is not her last name. Okay, so if Rob Kendall were here right now, we would do a dramatic reading, but instead we're just going to give you the info today. Uh, Donald Trump, he finally responded to the news of the cocaine at the Biden White House, the White House. Uh, he posted a, a rambling social media post echoing other claims that maybe the cocaine belonged to the president's addicted son, Hunter. He suggested that the drugs could also belong to, in his words, crackhead Justice Department Special Counsel Jack Smith, who is leading the investigation into Trump's handling of the classified documents. Trump also claimed in his post to Truth Social that the media will try to downplay the discovery of the drugs in the White House by denying.
denying the laboratory results. Okay, well, it is being reported that, in fact, yes, the substance was cocaine. But I do think he's correct that the media is going to downplay this, and this is all just going to get sweeped under the rug and just let it go. We're well, not going to hear any more of this. Of course, the best friends in the mainstream media will absolutely play this and, th- and throw it under the rug. This administration is really giving the Clinton administration a run for being the most white trash in presidential history. <laughs> We've got topless parties on yeah. the White House long. Mm-hmm. We've got illegitimate kids, mm-hmm. cocaine. Mm-hmm. I fully expect the presidential limo to be sitting up on blocks in the White House driveway <laughs> before the end of the week. And maybe a broken down pickup truck next to a, a, a washing machine out on the uh, east lawn. A couch, why not? Okay, so Karine Jean-Pierre, she goes on. You know, she had herself a big old moment there behind the podium. She says that uh, Biden is a president for all Americans, even those he won't acknowledge. He is the president for all Americans. It doesn't matter if you're in a red state or a blue state. And his agenda helps all Americans. Mm-hmm. On average, middle-class households have lost over $33,000 in wealth in just the last year under the president, who is the president for all Americans, except if your name is Navy Roberts, then he's neither your president nor your grandfather. Or or maybe if you live in a blue state like Ohio, and I know we're going to touch on this in a little bit, but the train derailment that happened five months ago in February where Biden said, well, of course I'm going to visit that disaster. It's terrible for those people that live in that area and all they're suffering from and here we are five months later and he and still has biden still hasn't visited ohio but but he's there he's their president it's a blue state but no 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 oh, no wait she red just state? she just said that he's the president for blue states and red states yeah uh actually she was asked that in the press conference and we'll get to that later in the show but before we go to break let's play some all-time greats by Karine jean-pierre she really likes to refer reporters to other offices. But uh, as you're listening to this, I want you to remember that this administration was going to bring transparency and trust back to the government. Here you go. It's a punishing minute long. I cannot say uh, if the president uh, had had a conversation with the attorney general last night. Any specific questions that you have about this issue, I would refer you to my colleagues at the White House Counsel's Office. As you can imagine, I'm going to speak to this. I'm just going to refer you to the Department of Justice. I would have to refer you to the FBI. And so, again, I would refer you to the White House uh, Counsel's Office. Again, I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. And I just said to you, the White House Counsel's Office, I would refer you to the White House Counsel. Would you commit to having uh, the White House Counsel? Come here and take questions. That is something that I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. I cannot speak to the President's mindset. That's not something that I'm going to speak from the podium. I'm just not going to get into it. That's not something I can comment from here. Just not going to comment from here. I don't even, we don't, I don't even know the, uh, so I can't speak to it from here because I just don't know what you're, you're speaking to, uh, but I would refer you to the White House Counsel's Office. You've asked me, Ed. That there's going to be a limit in transparency, public, non-legal transparency, and what can be shared and said by this way. I disagree. There has, I disagree, Ed. There has not been a limit of transparency. I'm just not going to go into specifics here. I don't have any any of this information. I can't talk about this, right? There has not been a limit of transparency. That I will I will disagree with you on that. <laughs> you okay? You doing okay? <sighs> yeah, take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Maybe one day we'll get an answer from her. It's 17 minutes after 9. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.
every night when that moon gets a Good morning, it is 21 minutes after 9. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall on paternity leave. And the dude is here. Jim Roberts joins me. Um, we used to go to California a bit. We we would love to go to San Francisco area, drive up the coast, the PCB. Some of my favorite memories are uh, us renting a convertible and going to wine country there. We 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 used and, to and you kind of you almost have to all, like apologize for it these days because California has become such a dumpster it's not, fire. Not what but, it used but, to but, be. but look back, look. And ten years ago, it was a little bit better, not a whole lot. But there's some there you know, there's some absolutely beautiful aspects of California. And we love wine country. Mm-hmm. And San Francisco used to be a decent city, and there's an amazing history and culture and heritage there and, and it's just it's gorgeous and the architecture and you're right you know driving up the Pacific Coast Highway um, California from it's just beauty and 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 the way it looks has it, got an incredible amount to offer yeah but unfortunately the way the state is run it's a hot mess one big disaster after another and it's gotten so bad that longtime residents are now bailing and Scott Bayo you remember him Charles in Charge. Uh, I was thinking Joni Loves Chachi. That too, yeah. Yeah. Um, he announced on Twitter that he was leaving California. He lived there for 40 plus years and he said, nope, can't take it anymore. He made an appearance on Jesse Waters' show on Fox and uh, he said it's it's just so bad with all of the policies that are keep increasing from Gavin Newsom that he's just out of there. He's leaving. I've been there for 45 years, Jesse, and I've... I've watched California, Southern California, devolve into a third world country uh, between uh, the homeless defecating on the sidewalk, doing drugs on the sidewalk in the middle of the day, illegal aliens all over the place, laws mean nothing, crime is out of control, graffiti on everything, and um, all my tax dollars, I don't know what they go for. I'm afraid to go to the mall. My wife and kid are afraid to go to the mall. So he continues on and he says it's really interesting that nobody asks any of the liberals when they leave. Why Why are they leaving? Uh, Scott Baio is a Republican. He's been out about that for many years and he says, you know what? When a Republican leaves this blue state, why are you going? What's going on? But when a liberal leaves, oh, okay. See you later. But are the liberals leaving? Well, there's, there's not a whole lot of them. And, 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 you know, maybe that's just the case. Maybe the liberals are the only ones that are going to be left in the state of California. Well, Scott Bayo, he's got an answer for you on that. I've been in California a very, very long time. And it's so sad to me. I've got family and I've got friends there. And I didn't want to leave, but I've been pretty much forced out. And you know what's interesting to me? You know what's so interesting to me? You know how many requests I've had for interviews because of because I tweeted that I'm leaving California? Maybe 40. Wow. And and nobody, nobody has ever asked or I don't, that I know of any liberal actor that's left California to come on and talk about why they left California. Katy Perry left California to move to Kentucky or something. Nobody asks her. Me, because I want to get out of the hellhole that it's become. Uh, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I, I'm, I, I'm like I'm a, I must be a unicorn or something. <laughs> So this is just proof of what the liberal blue policies can do to a beautiful state that once was. 
Uh, and we're going to see this play out. We are seeing it play out and continue to play out in real time. This large scale social experiment that is happening because California keeps being even further tilted to the left because all the Republicans are leaving and other people are leaving, driven out by the cost of, of living and all the other you know loony liberal policies that are being instituted there. But this is going to keep continuing. I mean, there. California is in bad shape today. They're not doing anything to improve it. They're not doing anything to change that direction. So we can expect that in five to 10 years, California is going to be in even worse shape. And what does that look like? And how far is the left and the liberals that run California, how far are they willing to go until that state reaches a breaking point? It's it's pretty close to reaching a they breaking point. They are getting point. close right now, but, but you know, I mean, and California has, I mean, and this, the data on this has been clear. I mean, if California were its own country, it would be the fifth largest GDP in the world. So there's an incredible amount of economic activity that still comes out of California, not nearly as much as there used to be, and their taxes are oppressive, and the homeless problem is, 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 is you know, absolutely oppressive. But Nothing is being done to fix or change the direction or right the ship on California, and we're going to see it continue to decline, and eventually you would think that they will reach a breaking point and have to change their policies at some point. Okay, so where is Scott Bayo moving to? Well, he says he's moving to the west coast of Florida. And then he goes on and he gives advice on what to do to fix the situation. Well, if you voted for what you have there, stay if you didn't leave, uh, vote differently. Vote differently. I mean, I would vote for a Democrat if they were going to fix some of this stuff. I would. But I don't think the other side would ever vote for a Republican to fix it. And it, I'm, Jesse, I'm telling you, it's bad. It's, it's homeless everywhere. And everything is covered in graffiti. Yeah. And um, it's, well, Scott, it's sad because it is a beautiful place. It's sad to place. see you go. It is 927. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show. It's 93 WIBC. Good morning. It is 933. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall is on paternity leave and Jim Roberts, the dude, is hanging out with me today. Thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me again. Let's talk about Vivek Ramaswamy. Can we? Rob's not here, so let's talk about Vivek. Now's our chance to do it. Rob's not here because I think if we did, his head would explode. Yeah, uh, I got to get it out of my system. You know, uh, he called Vivek my uh, boyfriend, but then we broke up. But now I'm like the the girl who's like, hey. (laughs) The the rebound? Well, what are you doing over there? Yeah. Are you up? The 2 a.m. booty call for Uh Vivek? Yeah. uh Uh, Well, um, so Vivek, he's gaining ground in the Republican presidential primary election. There's this new recent poll that came out, and it showed that he's breaking into double-digit numbers. He's closing in on Ron DeSantis for second place. So you've got Ron DeSantis' poll numbers are falling, and Ramaswamy's popularity increasing among some voters. Now, this was an Echelon Insights poll, and it says that Ramaswamy improved his poll numbers by 2%, while DeSantis's numbers saw a 3% decrease. This poll came out on Monday. So they've got Donald Trump polling at 49%, and DeSantis is polling only at 16%. So he's fallen just a bit, down three points. And Vivek is now polling at 10%. So you've got DeSantis at 16% and Ramaswamy up to 10%. I mean, do you remember like a month, a month and a half ago, six weeks ago, Ramaswamy was like in the 4% range and he was one of those other rands. And, and I kept saying, 
I don't know. He's putting some good stuff out there. I think it's going to help him. And it looks like it has. Now, is this enough to catch up to Donald Trump? Clearly, no. I mean, DeSantis and Ramaswamy have to actually combine their numbers together to have any sort of effect against Donald Trump at this point. Yeah, he was down there with Liz Cheney uh, in her numbers, like 2%. Who's not even running. She's not even running. So he's come a long way. But I think this is part of, and and still there's there's probably very little chance that Vivek actually wins the nomination. But I love having him as part of the race. Because he's doing the things that the other candidates aren't. It's that plain speaking, straightforward approach that seems to be connecting with the voters. And he's doing it in a way that DeSantis clearly isn't because they're going in opposite directions. You know, you know, and Vivek was this week talking about, you know, a national ban on body body mutilation for those under 18. Things like, hey, you know, you want to control inflation and bring the economy back? Okay, stop spending money and let's get our energy prices under control by moving away from, you know, the ridiculous green energy and back to drilling and fracking and nuclear energy. And he just came out yesterday. Um, there was a new data report that came out that talked about how 25% today, 25% of families in the United States don't have fathers in the household. Mm. And so while you've got the liberal left trying to tear down the traditional family, Vivek was all over the talk shows and the news outlets sitting there talking about this new data point that came out and how we need to you know, revive the traditional American nuclear family. It's those sort of common sense, plain speaking, straightforward, not this kind of like uh, like Tony talked about yesterday, this corporate consultant run campaigns that people like Mike Pence and others are doing. Vivek's doing the opposite. He's just going out there and being honest and talking about things that people care about, and it's connecting. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think he's brought some substance, and I think he he deserves the boost, if nothing else, just for being out there and talking about things and right nobody is campaigning harder right now than Vivek he every single week he's everywhere talking and doing interviews and having these conversations yep and he's talking about subjects and he's doing it with conviction and he says where he stands and he is one of the only people um, who is announcing his plans now that may be not necessarily a good thing when it comes to the geopolitical scene of um, other countries because you're showing your cards sure uh, but I, we don't think he's really going to get in the White House, so it doesn't matter. But at least he is someone who's showing and sharing his plan, that he's actually thought about it. He's not just out there saying, don't vote for Trump because he's awful. No, he's he's actually, I mean, that's like a Chris Christie thing, you know, like that's not a campaign. You don't just go out and say, don't vote for the other guy. Vivek is saying, hey, vote for me. And this is why uh, he also gained significant support among Republican voters after he was the only candidate to show support of Donald Trump when Trump was indicted by Biden's DOJ in Miami last month. So he has said that he is committed to pardoning Trump if he were in the position to, if he had to, if uh, the federal charges stick and uh, Vivek were to find himself in the Oval Office. But overall, uh, based on this poll, Donald Trump is leading Joe Biden in swing states. And um, the voter survey, it was, it found that 48% of swing state voters would back Donald Trump. So Trump still clearly in the lead, but I think it's interesting that Ron DeSantis is starting to struggle and Vivek is gaining. Now, only 16% of Gen Z say they're proud to be Americans. 60% of teens 
on TikTok say they would rather give up their right to vote <laughs> than give up their social media accounts. How about that? They would rather not have their American rights than to give up their social media. And Vivek, he put his money where his mouth is. He introduced a scholarship. Students will have to submit a two-minute video answering the questions, what does it mean to be American? And then submissions are going to be evaluated. They're going to base it on thoughtfulness, insight, ability to stimulate discussion about the topic. And then 10 winners would be selected by a panel to receive a $25,000 scholarship. And that would go for post-secondary education, even an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial endeavor or even a commitment to serve in the military or law enforcement role. A couple of things I like, you know, he's putting up his own money. So yep. put up or shut up. Good for you, Vivek, in doing that. And I like the fact that it's not just a, sco- a scholarship for college. Right. And, and we all know that the value of a college education keeps declining every single year. So for him to say, you know what, fine, if you want to go to college, great. But if you want to use this 25 grand to start your own business, even better. If you want to use it something else to launch your career and your life going forward, here it is for that as well. So yep. good on him for all of those points. Or, or to serve in the military or law enforcement, serve your country. So um, this is what he said when he was in announcing it. It's our son Arjun's first birthday today. And in honor of that, my wife Apoorva and I are committing to fund a new scholarship to foster American national pride among young Americans. It's going to be called the American Identity Scholarship. It's going to allow 10 students, 10 high school students across the country to win a $25,000 scholarship, making it one of the largest scholarships in the country for submitting a compelling and concise video explaining why it is they're proud to be an American and most importantly, what it means to be an American. That's something that we don't talk about enough. Ask young people across the country today, what does it mean to be an American? You often get a blank stare in response. That's the vacuum at the heart of our national soul. Less than 16% of Gen Z says they're proud to be American today. We have a 25% recruitment deficit in the U.S. military. Amongst users of TikTok who are teenagers, about 60% of them say they would rather give up their right to vote than to give up their social media accounts. This is dire, but we're not going to sit around and wait for the government to solve all of our problems. Many of those problems require those of us who are parents, those of us who have lived the American dream, to step up and do our part in addressing those problems as well. Okay, so um, back to that poll that had the uh, Echelon Insights poll, had Trump at 49%, DeSantis at 16 Ramaswamy at 10 uh, Just in case you were curious where Pence was sitting at. I am curious. He's at 5%. E. Uh, Nikki Haley's at 5%. Tim Scott, 4%. Chris Christie, 2%. And uh, Suarez, the mayor from Miami, 1%. And Doug Burgum, who? He's at 1% as well. Doug Burgum? Yeah. Okay. Do you, have you heard of him? Never. I've never. I think I'm a pretty dialed in guy. I'm mm-hmm. well, well into the I listen to the Kendall and Casey show every day. I, I've been informed. <laughs> yeah. I have no idea who Doug Burgum is, and I've never even heard of Doug Burgum. He's running for president. Oh, good for him. Of this country. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's polling at 3% for president of Canada. I don't know how that's possible, but he's doing much better there. <laughs> that's really weird. He's only got 1% here. Uh, Vivek says uh, he, go, he goes on to talk about the Department of Education, and he says, yeah, he would abolish. 
abolish it. And uh, our kids shouldn't be held hostage by teachers unions. And he asked the question, if you're a public school teacher, who exactly are you unionizing against? The answer, the very students and families that you serve. Abolish the Department of Education, not because I am anti-education, but because I am pro-education and the federal government is actually delivering poorer results for our kids. So I would take that money and distribute it to, to states to fund underfunded school choice programs. But in order to receive that, those states have to abolish teachers unions. Full stop. If you're a public school teacher and you are unionizing, think about who you're unionizing against. You're unionizing against the public, the kids you're supposed to represent. That's backwards. We're going to fix it. And that allows those public schools to actually compete against those private schools and charter schools (laughs) that aren't encumbered by those same teachers unions as handcuffs. Now, Ron DeSantis has also said that he would abolish the Department of Education. And uh, one of his spokespeople, who is in charge of the Never Back Down PAC for uh, Ron DeSantis, has come out and said some things. Uh, talk about a runaway front runner. We'll get into that coming up from 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning, it's 947. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Rob Kendall is out today and uh, Jim Roberts, the dude, is here hanging us out hanging out with us. So a top a top spokesperson for Ron DeSantis's political action committee said on Sunday that Donald Trump is the runaway front runner. And he said that DeSantis's campaign has an extremely difficult road ahead of them if they hope to secure victory in the primary election. So this guy's name is Steve Cortez, and he's the spokesperson for DeSantis's Never Back Down PAC. And uh, he made this analysis on Twitter spaces. And it came the day after 50,000 people attended Trump's campaign rally in South Carolina. He said that DeSantis is the clear underdog and the campaign has a lot of work to do. And he went on to say that the uh, Republican primary is essentially down to two people, Trump and DeSantis. However... DeSantis is starting to lose ground and it doesn't look good, especially when your spokesperson for your uh, number one pack is coming out saying, oh, Trump's the front runner. We've got some work to do. Yeah, so none of this happens on accident. Whenever you see somebody in, in a, you know, a, a very important political position like this, like the guy who's running DeSantis's back, come out with a statement. He's got a very specific reason why he came out with the statement. So there's a reason why he he came out and said, "Hey, my guy ain't doing so great. He's and got an uphill battle." So my guess is this is being driven to try and generate a sense of urgency as it relates to fundraising, which mm-hmm. is what a PAC is all about. Now, he may be right. I think he probably is right. DeSantis is in a little bit of trouble, so raising the alarm on this is accurate, but he's got a he's got a purpose behind it, and it's to get those DeSantis voters or those people that are on the fence to reach into their wallet, get those corporations to bring those donations into this PAC. Isn't it interesting? Because there are so many people that were so gung-ho with DeSantis, myself included, in the beginning that are now starting to cool just a bit. And, you know, I was talking with my sister-in-law 
uh, about this over the weekend. She is completely dialed into what's going on. And she even made the comment like, yeah, man, I really, I, I was really digging Ron DeSantis, but I don't know. There's just something. And I'm wondering if it's just that weird emotional connection that people aren't getting with him that they, they like his ideas, they like what he's saying, they like what he's done, they've seen his success, but when it really comes down to it, they're just not connecting with him and this, on some level. This goes back to what, you know, political pundits have always said, that, you know, people want somebody that they can, quote, be comfortable going and having a beer with. Mm. And Ron DeSantis, maybe he's too intense, maybe he's he's not, you know, slowing it down and and being soft enough but yes he's clearly not making that emotional connection with people it's hurting him likely as it comes to his fundraising it's hurting him in the polls right now and he's got to figure something out to turn this around i think we like we all like the idea of ron DeSantis before we maybe knew him but the actual ron DeSantis, you know know, this is the classic thing in marketing nothing will kill a poor product than a lot of advertising Mm because because and i think that maybe a little bit of that something here with ron DeSantis is we want we we loved his success in florida we like the idea of him. He was saying all the right things, but the more we get to know him, the more we're just kind of like... There's a rub. Meh. There's a rub. Meh. Hey, talking about killing a product, let's talk about Budweiser. Uh, <laughs> Joe Rogan, he was slamming Dylan Mulvaney as mentally ill, and he called him a few other names that I'm gonna not going to say. This uh, happened on his podcast, and this comes after Dylan Mulvaney claimed that Bud Light abandoned him after their disastrous partnership. So you've got uh, Bud Light, who ran to Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney posted this video. It became viral instantly, uh, trashed the beer brand on the way, and then Dylan Mulvaney turned around and played victim that they left him high and dry. Were they supposed to hold his hand through this? Stroke his hair, tell Mm -hmm. him it's going to be all right. Give him more money, all those sorts of things. Well, Joe Rogan was criticizing the comments that Dylan Mulvaney made when he broke his silence uh, over the involvement with the beer brand. Then all of a sudden, you have this mentally ill person who's just an attention and you make a big deal out of putting this person 365 days of womanhood. You put that on a Bud Light can and they freak the f- out. Yeah. And then Kid Rock shoots a bunch of them and then it's on. Once Kid Rock shoots your cans, you got real problems. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you do. Well, since the incident, Bud Light sales have dropped 28% for uh, the week ending in June, and that was year over year. So that adds up to around $26.3 million less that Bud Light made compared to a year ago. And their CEO, Brandon Whitworth, he told CBS last month that the company is sending financial assistance to distributors and wholesalers affected by the dip in sales since the entire Mulvaney social media Buckle, but then he hasn't apologized or said that they would change course either. So it's going to be. I, I'm I'm fascinated at, at at this whole thing from a from from the political perspective, but also from a pure business perspective because mm-hmm. Budweiser's just getting killed right now with their sales and their stock price and all these things. But there have been plenty of other 
boycotts out there, quote unquote boycotts that have fizzled out pretty quickly. You remember when everybody was going to boycott the NFL because Colin Kaepernick was kneeling during the national anthem and that lasted for like a week or two. Um, and then everybody was back to the NFL. But there have been others, too. So remember back in 2020, remember Aunt Jemima? Mm-hmm. It's 2020. And the people that own Aunt Jemima decided, nope, that's not appropriate. And so we're going to change the name of that syrup. That parent company just came out in the last couple of weeks and talked about that a little bit. Still to this day, three years later, they haven't recovered. They have not recovered. Yeah. So sometimes these boycotts and these actions taken by corporations are are pretty short and things go back to normal. And other times they have a long shelf life. And this one is shaping up to be looking like it's going to have a significant long shelf life because we've been talking about this for months Mm -hmm. and the trend is still going down for Bud Light sales. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kid Rock's bar in Nashville has begun selling Bud Light again. There's been no statement on it. Kid Rock hasn't come out and said, hey, we changed our mind. It's just now available at the bar. And so maybe this won't last as long as what we think, or this will be one of those medium-term boycotts. I mean, if Kid Rock's bar is back at it, I Well, mean- maybe it's Kid Rock saying, hey, you know what? I want to make money, and if somebody wants to order that, I want to have it available for them, but it's not what I would choose. And, you know, let's be honest, money and our appeal to these things drive everything. I mean, if people wanted to boycott, you know, the the professional soccer league, it's a lot easier for me to boycott professional soccer than it is the NFL. I really love the NFL. Mm -hmm. I may be mad at them for a little while, but eventually I'm going to come back. And, you you know, and maybe that's where the Bud Light brand is with people like Kid Rock and others. I'll be mad at you for a little while, but, man, I really like making money selling Bud Light at my bar. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, there's a lot of other options, though, when it comes to Bud Light. It's not like there's only one beer choice out there. There are hundreds of beer options. And when it comes to drinking beer, it's it's supposed to be refreshing and fun. You're not supposed to be yelled at by your beer. Uh, I don't want political commentary when I'm just trying to relax and have a good time. Those are both great points because there have never been more beers available, more widely available than there are today. And you're right. I do want to sit here. I'm I'm having a beer to take my mind off of things. Yeah. Kind of de-stress and chill out a little bit. Have a good time. And now I've got- You're yelling at me, beer? Yeah. (laughs) Now I've got this, you know, politically correct- position mm-hmm. sitting in my staring at my face as I'm drinking this beer. Yeah, I don't want that. Okay, so let's talk about you two really quick. Uh, they're releasing a merchandise collection and it it in it items featuring an illustration of Ukrainian President Zelensky and it's drawn by Bono. And this is to raise money to buy ambulances in Ukraine. So the question is, uh, how do you support a band or an actor when you don't agree with their politics? Maybe like Bud Light. But also, can Bono just buy these ambulances himself? Look, Bono has never met an international crisis that he didn't love to get himself in the middle of. And I'm actually shocked and surprised. We're 18 months into the war in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and this is the first time we've really heard anything from Bono. He's usually first up to the podium right. uh, to talk about it. it. And it's tough to take him seriously. I mean, anytime you've got some guy that wears purple sunglasses and is trying to speak on an international political stage, kind of tough to take Bono you think, seriously. Uh, him and Sean Penn would be over there all the time hanging out with Zelensky. Right, in that photo op and doing all of that. That sort of mm-hmm. stuff. But I, I can, I, 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 and I may be, you know, different than the average person, but I have no problem separating the art from the artist. And yeah, we know bon, Bono's crazy and, 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 and loony liberal and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, you still want to jam out to his music when, when he gets up that? there and sings Pride, when he sings in the name. 
time of love. I mean, I get I get goosebumps every time I hear that song. I love you too. It is 9:57. It's the Kendall and Casey show. It's 93 WIBC.